episode 10. And with that there, Franchise Buys Games. Episode 10, that nearly didn't happen, along with every other podcast I ever intended to record, possibly ever. Uh, the universe, the universe conspired against us, cabbaged me laptop, totally cabbaged that, and then cabbaged not one, but two drives on the desktop. Got a solid state drive in there for you PC nerds, put that solid state drive in. I had obviously had the, the C drive as well, both cabbaged. In one fell swoop, in an instant, but I wasn't going to let that stop us. Not today, not today, universe, not today. Managed to uh, re-download a lot of files on another available computer. First world problems, people. First world problems. Always good to have a backup computer, just in case. Just in case. So, episode 10, a milestone. A milestone in that podcast game, is it? Is it really clear? Yes. Yes, it is. It's a Sunday. It's fucking something past nine. It's been two hours of pulling apart PCs, rebuilding PCs, trying to get Macs to work, downloading new software. What a pain in the dick. I tell you what, though, it was two hours after a good six hour session on Hellblade. Senua's Sacrifice, that's the game I want to talk to you about this week, I say this week like I'm here every week, nope, you know me, old unschedulable, old uh, does what he wants, old influenza, so yes, I want to talk to you about Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, it's no secret that we are uh, God of War minus five, that's how I'm going to see days from now on, today's obviously God of War minus five, Tomorrow, following suit, God of War minus four. That's what this week will be. Just God of War minus whatever many days is left. And I couldn't have been more excited when I heard that uh, Hellblade was dropping on Xbox One X with those with those X enhancements. X gone in fact, give it to you. And it did. It delivered. It delivered in fucking spades. So, in no small part, I think... The release of God of War is what it had some part to play in the release or the release window of Hellblade because all these people the world over hyped on that hype train to nowhere, on that hype train to the Norse land with God of War itching to get onto it. And if you don't, if you don't own God of War remastered, God of War 3 remastered on PS4. Or if you're still using your PS3 slash PS2 or your Vita to get your God of War fix, then you had nothing. You had nothing by way of, oh, Norse mythology, yeah? That old, uh, that old r- fucking public domain, royalty free Norse mythology, yeah? Bit of that. So I think Hellblade, perfect timing, with like a week to go before God of War, dropped their little. Norse mythology based fucking action puzzle fucking mental illness game that's what that is never have I played a game before where the opening screen wasn't the developer logo wasn't fucking X, Y or Z or the publisher the opening screen was like by the way this game was made with the help of 
professionals in the field of psychosis and sufferers of psychosis, people who've suffered from the mental illness of psychosis. So that was uh, that took us back pretty much straight away. I thought, fucking hell, what are you going to try and achieve in this game? If if that's your opening gambit, if that's the uh, if that's what you meet my introduction to this world is for a disclaimer that by the way we did this with with actual people with psychosis just for that element of realism and the second screen tells you to play it with headphones on a good pair of cans get a pair of cans on and uh, hands down uh, wouldn't have enjoyed the game as much without those cans on it's they use 3d binaural sound and uh, what a fucking difference that makes so if you're unaware of Hellblade been out for a while, dropped on PS4 a while back to critical acclaim I might add it cleaned up at the Game Awards and rightly so very very impressive game across all platform, like across all categories, all genres I'd say, pick a pick a category and it fucking succeeds I apologise if you can hear so, like scratting I'm not stressed out about this fucking PC mess. I'm scratting at myself like some sort of leper. Do you get that? Do you ever get? Do you ever get that stressed out way? Like, oh god, this is fucking broken. That's not working, and all this bastard skin's getting on my nerves. I'm gonna get get shot of some of this. So, I do apologise if there's been sort of scratting noises there, scrapings of fingernail on skin. Like I too am suffering from some sort of mental illness. Which I might be, which I might be. So where do we start? Where do we start on this little jaunt? The three D sound is fucking perfect for the the old classic signature symptom of psychosis. The old voices in the noggin. Um, I, I mean I'm not going to joke too much about psychosis because that's that's a very fucking serious health issue. You know what I mean? And I thought they were very brave, even attempting it. Like. How many games have we come across in in this medium, this this form of entertainment that have tackled psychosis well, or at all? I mean, if I think about anybody, to my knowledge, in gaming psychosis, not not one springs to mind. I mean, you've got you've got mental people in games like fucking Trevor in GTA, but he's a psych a psychotic. That's not psychosis. Um, I mean, is alcoholism is that a mental illness? Because Max Payne, he had he had some addictions, he had some issues. That man. Um, I mean, if I thought popping that many pills and drinking that much booze would make time slow down like that for me, I'd I'd probably attempt it. But it, when I drink that much booze and time slows down, it's normally because I'm falling down the stairs. It's not because I'm doing some crazy fucking matrix move. But I, uh, a, a bold move to tackle it, and untread path is often the fucking, was it, the path least trodden. There's a there's a f- common phrase in there somewhere about a path being trodden, and this isn't a well trodden path, a well trod path. This path's not well walked in the old psychosis game, and uh, they did it incredibly well. So the tip of the cap. Tip of the cap to your fucking subject matter ninja theory. Very, very nice. So the game's fucking stunning, as you'd expect. 
Uh, it's had all the little polish, all the bells and whistles that you'd expect on a Xbox One enhanced game. The fucking world they've built is utterly beautiful and utterly horrifying at the same time. It is set in sort of a Norse slash Celtic fucking barbarian type world, uh, which they've built fucking perfectly. There's like runes scattered about, and like it's often the whole game's built around, hinged around fucking Norse mythology, but not like. It's not like the Norse mythology that's been bastardised for Marvel films and comics and the likes. It's, It seems to be... I mean, I've dabbled. I've dabbled in that Norse mythology. Because uh, I, I, I... When did gods get boring? Do you know what I mean? Like, the Greeks, they had all their gods. Like, fucking Poseidon, Zeus, fucking uh, Herc- Hercules. They had, like... Um, what what was that one who, who she she was in a God of War game? He used to rattle her. He used to give her a good saint who you give her a saint who in God of War three. It was like a button mashing sex game in God of War three. What was her name? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, all that lot they were all there, and then you move into Norse mythology. You've got Odin, Thor, fucking Loki, that lot, Hela. They're all they're all like frequently referenced throughout. But it's not, it's not the watered down, bastardized version you see in other mediums that's been changed to suit, or like changed to make a character more appealing, or or anything like that. It's 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 true. By way of, if you haven't read into the Norse mythology, you're not gonna. Th- you'd be like, what fucking what? Who? They did what? But a lot of those themes are there, and the the constant storytelling throughout. Is, uh, is fucking remarkable. Like it just helps immerse you in the world. So I'll give them props for source material, props for royalty-free source material. No cost, full originality. <laughs> you did well. You've done really well. But by and large, I would have described it as when I first started playing. I thought, well, this is like I'm just sort of with her on a journey that isn't going to be very long. I'd read that it was going to take around 8 hours to finish. Uh, took me around fucking 12, by the way. I don't know who's doing this in 8 hours. Is that a speed run? Is it 8 hours a speed run of this game? I didn't really... I wasn't really perplexed. I wasn't stuck in an area too long. I mean, there was a couple of combat situations. Took us longer than I would have liked. But 8 hours seems like a fucking... That's like a work day. Like, you could start at 9 and be finished by 5. That's just not... That shit's not happening, like... I mean, I'd started at 12-ish today, and I finished it at 6, and that's after another, probably four, four, five hours alongside that, like previous days, because I got it on Xbox launch day. But uh, I thought at, at the start it was just going to be, obviously I'd, I'd, I'd heard all the fucking hype, this game's storytelling masterpiece uh, does more for mental illness than any game's ever done you need to experience it all this so I went in thinking it was going to be not necessarily a walking simulator but like the story would happen around her and you'd just sort of control her maybe some quick time events that's what I thought Um, and it's more of a a, overridingly it's a puzzler it's an environmental puzzler and I could have done I could have done with a few less 
it was it was old hat by the end. It felt like it was the threw the puzzles out one too many times for me. Like don't get us wrong, the first few I mean, all of them are fucking brilliant. Like very well done. The mechanics behind it are fucking superb. Um, I haven't really seen anything like that that comes to mind anyway the, in, in recent years. But again, it was like, yes, I'm very impressed with it. But I feel like you're just now adding time to the game. Like I'm, I'm in the story. I want to know where this is going. And I don't want to have to do another six environmental puzzles to get there. That's not what I want from this. I want to just get in. Now, what I thought I was approaching end game. Uh, and I did about another fucking five puzzle rooms after that. I was like, come on, man. Like, like you've ramped the pace up perfectly. You've now you've took your foot off the gas. Cause you've dropped more of these puzzle rooms. Like I want it to be I want it to be at end game quicker than they let us get there. But the puzzles are fucking good. I thought at the start of the game I thought the combat was more of a bolt on just to keep people happy. I didn't think it had much depth. I thought it was I mean you don't ever get a fucking tutorial either, by the way. That's what I will say, and I don't know if it's a disclaimer. I don't know if it's the order in which I did the game. You reach a certain point, and then there's there's two bosses to tackle, and you tackle one and then the other. But it's your choice which one you do first. And I don't know if the choice I took, I went like the puzzler route. I did a lot of environmental puzzles, limited combat. The second god I fought was. I mean, I've just spoiled that for you. I did call them bosses. Now you know the gods. Well, the second boss I fought, that was more combat driven, still with environmental puzzles in there, but no tutorial at all on the combat. Um, I mean, if you press pause, it just says these are your combat buttons. That's it. So I thought, well, I've got th- what three attacks: a heavy, a light, and like a melee. I thought, well, it's a ball on the combat, a ball on, but it wasn't. No thanks to the game because it doesn't tell you anything. But you you can you obviously you can combo them, you can string them together. But then fucking hot tip for you: if you haven't yet picked up this game, and it's my fucking ramblings, that's going to be the thing to tip you over the edge. Just off the bat, mix it up with the run button because that changes that changes the full fucking landscape. Then you've got what six potential attacks and when you start stringing all them together the combat actually feels really nice really fucking satisfying combat uh, in a mo- like you've got the evade the classic dodge roll essentially but once you're mixing it all up uh, I mean after the first couple of hours of the game and I don't know if anybody else is going to agree with this here but um, all franchise is going to tell you right now that that combat is challenging as shit at times you would think you've got some very like very well designed artistically enemies like they look fucking incredible like and it fails like the combat fails sort of like get on get get mucked in go on lass get mucked in with that fucking sword give him wallop but then like there's times when they chuck, they chuck so many of them at you and you're like what the fucking hell am I supposed to do here and then you miss time a dodge roll and you get fucking walloped and then it never ever tells you about the fucking mirror hanging off your arse. If you haven't played the game yet, by the way, there's a mirror hanging off your arse. A little hand mirror. I don't recall ever getting much of a backstory about the hand mirror. But pay attention to that hand mirror, because it's got a little little fucking dial that fills up. Like a little... 
well, what do you, what do you want to call it? Like a meter. That mirror acts as a meter, uh, and it's like a focus meter or something. So you can activate it with R two. When you fill the meter up, you can use it. Not unlike Kratos has got like a rage mode or any of these fuckers who also have meters use it to do meter based things. Your meter goes into focus mode. Uh, and, and that was never explained. I stumbled upon that, and all. I, I sort of figured that out. It probably two hours before the end of the game. I was like, "Oh, hang on a minute! That fucking what? The voices in my head, not in my head, in her head, that were in my cans. And when I say cans, I don't mean like the American. I didn't have voices in me arsehole. <laughs> That's not what happened. Like me arsehole wasn't talking to us. I put me headphones on, and the voices in her head. Obviously, you can hear them in like three D. Fucking brilliant, by the way, because sometimes they appear further away and then they'll come, like, charging at you, but the voices are coming at you. You can't see anything. It's, it's fucking brilliantly designed, the sound. And then every now and again, one of them will be like, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror, the mirror. And you're like, what the fuck? And then I noticed the, the meter on the mirror, like, fuck, why wasn't this explained earlier? <laughs> like, where was just a brief tutorial about the meter filling up? And again, I might have missed it. I don't recall missing it. I was in on it from the fucking get-go. I was hooked on this story. But the, those voices also come in very handy during combat. Um, if you've one-on-one, if more than once, you think you see one enemy, you go to attack it and you wallop in them, and then somebody will just hit you from behind and you're like, I didn't even know you were fucking there. You've came out of nowhere. What? One, Why? Two, explain yourself. Three, shit, I'm dead. But then, if you're listening, like, if you're not concentrating on combat, you can hear the voices in your head and actually telling you what to do. Like, the voices in your head almost act as a, a preempt to what's about to happen here. So every now and again, they'll tell you, like, evade, evade. And if you don't listen to them, you're going to get fucking smacked. And they'll tell you, like, oh, look out, behind. And you're like, how is it? You're a voice? You haven't got eyes. How do you know he's behind us? But it's a very well, very well done, and definitely worth listening to the voices in your head when they tell you there's something behind you. I'm not lying, it's got a sword as well. They rarely tell you that, but it's definitely got a sword, and it will do damage. So the enemies is fucking brilliant. I could have done a tutorial on a couple of places, but uh, by the end of the game, Jesus fucking that end game was phenomenal now I can't sit here and tell you that I actually understand what the fuck happened in that end cutscene not one clue not one clue uh, the psychosis plays into it and there's the voices and like how much of this game was like I mean I don't want to no spoilers no spoilers but the end cutscene I did not understand my friends what I will say is very early in the game when they should have been giving us a tutorial about combat all that fancy mirror hanging off me ass. The uh, they told us about the rot. You'll get told about the rot very early in the game, and it's essentially this blackness, this horrible, slimy, like almost alien-like blackness that creeps up our arm every time you fail. So, like, if you fail in combat, you die. Then you restart from the checkpoint, of which there are many. So you never, you never really having to do big chunks again. Um. But if you were to die in combat and you come back, like, there's a tiny little cut, like, not a cutscene, but, like, in-game scene where she's kneeling down at the checkpoint and you see this 
stuff like climbing up her arm. And in the game, it threatens you very early on, which put the shits right up me, by the way, that uh, if this rot, if you continue to fail so many times, essentially die, if you die so many times, that rot will reach a head. Once it reaches a head, that's permadeath. That's game over. That's your save file deleted. Which I thought was a fucking bold move, by the way, for an eight-hour game. I thought, well, hang on a minute, if I get to the end boss, and then I'll die a bunch of fucking times, which is highly likely in any game. How the fuck? I'm, I'm not going to play that again. I'm not going to get all the way to an end boss, then get a permadeath, and think, all right, I'll just play those 10 to 12 hours again. So that put the shits fucking right up me. And there was one point in the game where you're being chased by this fucking thing uh, and again you're in an environmental puzzle being chased by this fucking fire thing and the, the, the layout was just bad like I, I don't know if it's just me but the layout of that one particular area was bad and I repeatedly fucking died I must be knocking on 30 deaths here and I thought to myself this is it any minute now the next death that's going to be the one that's my save file deleted and I'll not be able to finish this game because, well, to be honest, I'll have been in a right fucking huff. Uh, fuck that, I'm not playing ten hours to have myself save file deleted. What is this, the 90s? It's not a fucking Mega Drive, you know what I mean? I don't play eight hours of Spider-Man Maximum Carnage and then just think, ah, oh, well, I'll turn this off and do them entire eight hours all over again tomorrow. You know? It's fucking 2018. But, having got to the end of the game, finished it, uh, I died a fucking boatload and I mean I had that fucking rot shit all the way up my neck at one point where it pretty much got to my shoulder and then it just stops so the permadeath is a threat that's all it is it's an empty threat I've since read up on it I thought actually am I just did I not die enough for permadeath I mean I wasn't looking for permadeath but I thought well I'll have a quick check on the internet and even the internet even the internet said, not nah, permadeath, it's an empty threat. Empty threat. I mean, I don't know why they did it, but it worked, because I was shitting myself in combat for the first half of that game, until I figured out, nah, you're not permadeath in me, are you? Like, nah, pulling the wool right over my eyes, eh, a ninja theory. But I fucking, what a, what a game, lad. And it definitely satiated the hunger for God of War while I was playing it. Now I'm just fucking hungry for God of War. Now I've got to wait another five days for God of War to get more of that good Norse, that good Norse mythology. What I would say is take the time to explore the areas and find all the runes that's lying around because the runes tell like a story. And by the end of the game, when you're reading those runes, bye, just adds so much context to the end game. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So that's, that's what I wanted to say about... Uh, I mean, do I do reviews? Is that what this is? Is this franchise reviews games? Because that's what I feel like I do nowadays. Just review. Episode 10. The Confession. Franchise is actually reviewing games. Nah, it's not a review. It's just me. Shooting that good shit. You know what I mean? Shooting the shit on them games. Hellblade sent you a sacrifice. You have done great things. And Ninja Theory should be very fucking proud of what they've achieved. So, we'll box that off. Move on to a couple of little choice cuts because it wouldn't be an episode of Franchise Buys Games without them choice cuts. We'll try and get it at about the 30 minute mark. A couple of tasty ones. 
couple of tasty ones. Hotness, the hotness. Shenmue, anybody? Anybody for Shenmue? Uh, Shenmue 1 and 2 uh, being remastered and coming to all next-gen consoles. Now, with Shenmue, right? Stellar, stellar reputation. And if you ask anybody who's played Shenmue, do you remember Shenmue? Nine times out of ten, the person's going to go, Oh, fucking hell. Brilliant game, Shenmue. But I loved Shenmue. Uh, and I don't know if I'm in the minority here, whereby if somebody was to say to me, Oh, Influenza, do you remember Shenmue? I'd be like, Oh, cracking little piece of game, that like. What a what a cracking little piece of game that is. And then, really, when I think about it, I remember fuck all about Shenmue. <laughs> and I'm just swept up. Swept up in the hype. It's the same way. I know we've spoken about this in the podcast before. Like, oh, do you remember Star Fox? Oh, fucking hell, Star Fox. Lilac Wars in the 64. Ah, oh, that was a fucking piece of work. That, like, looked phenomenal. Nope. No, it didn't. Gone back and played it since. I've got it. I've got it here. I've got an N64 sitting on the desk. I could put Star Fox 64 in there. It's triangles, mate. Triangles, that's all that is. I wonder... Going back now, I mean, I could be wrong. Don't, I'm, I'm just giving you something to think about. Everyone says Shenmue was fucking brilliant, but was, was it? How much of that game was brilliant because nostalgia is telling us how good it is? I don't know, because I can't fucking remember playing Shenmue. Like, bits, bits of it. But again, I can't even trust me on memory now, because... Fucking Star Fox 64, in my head, was like a fucking Ultra HD fucking Star Wars game, apparently. Yeah, that looks nothing like that. So yeah, Shenmue 1 and 2 coming. That's a... Will franchise buy that game? Probably. Probably. Another piece of choice cuts for you. Another Another little tidbit. Boss Key Studios... Uh, the man behind Boss Key is Mr. Cliff Blazinski of Gears of War fame. Epic Epic Games. Um, what was the first one he did? Fucking something about a rabbit. Rocket rabbit. Jetpack rabbit. I can't remember. But uh, famously did Gears of War. Cliffy Bay was the outspoken personality of Epic Games. Left Epic, started Boss Key Studios. Did, uh, did that Lawbringers. The, the hero shooter that obviously fell fucking flat on its face because Overwatch is a thing. Um, so, like, Lawbringers or Lawbreakers? Lawbringers? Nah. That's how little impact that made on old franchises' radar. It was. It went the way of Battleborn. You know what I mean? It fell in the wake of Overwatch. Because uh, Overwatch is just the fucking king of hero shooters, isn't it? So. That game failed, and they've jumped in two-footed, taking full advantage of the new zeitgeist of Battle Royale games, uh, and they've got another one out, which the fucking name has escaped me, and I hate it when that happens, because I worry my brain's getting old, and I've lost connections, them little neurons fizzled away like a sparkler, but uh, I... It'll come back to us. It's essentially it's set in like the it's got this fucking eighties aesthetic, and I think that does a lot for the old nostalgia gland. 
when you say that good 80s. I mean, look at Friday the 13th. Look how well that did. You can't tell me that aesthetic isn't pleasing. You can't tell me you can't fail the 80s in that game. And I think they've they've tried to capitalise on that and sort of PUBG's got its fucking vehicles. Fortnite's got its gliders. Um, Boss K Studios' new game, fucking which I will have to Google now because this is just getting embarrassing. That, that, however long I'm sitting here thinking about it, it ain't fucking coming. But anyway, they've got uh, bikes. They've got bikes. Little um, BMX type deals. And uh, I mean, it's looking good. It's looking good. We're there. We're there. Hang on a minute. You just hang on a minute. And let's see what this game's called, eh? Let's see if I can somehow find in amongst all this mess. This is a terrible way to spend a podcast. Radical Heights, man. Radical Heights. What a dick. Let's just forget that last minute happened, right? I was going to call it Miami Heights, so I was nearly there. Radical Heights. Uh, Obviously, PC early access. It's not on consoles yet. However, this game did very, very well when it launched. Did some big numbers. Uh, Just so happened to coincide with the uh, epic giant Fortnite falling over. They took the game down, put it in emergency maintenance mode, and the fucker didn't come back up. So all these people who were itching to get a bit of fucking Battle Royale in them didn't turn to PUBG. I mean, I, I suppose a lot of them did, but a whole fucking host of them uh, moved on to Radical Heights. And apparently, it's doing quite well. So, I mean, I'm pleased for Bosky. I do like Cliffy B. Uh, he's outspoken. Um, his girlfriend's essentially like a fucking Barbie doll you lucky bastard but like aye I hope it does very well how much of this though is you've got to ask the question Cliffy B worked at Epic is there any loyalties there did Cliffy B put a call in like look I'm, I'm dropping this new Battle Royale game uh, you guys t- sort of got like the biggest hottest shit in the Battle Royale scene right now any chance any chance just for a couple of hours Fancy just, fancy just putting your servers into emergency maintenance, just just to give us a, a fighting chance. I wonder if I wonder how much of that's, a thing, if you know what I mean. I wonder, I wonder. But anyway, boys and girls, I think we'll fucking wrap that up there. Did a bit of rambling on that Hellblade, just spilled me thoughts, like a, shoddily placed carton of juice atop a table, and um, I mean I want to hear your thoughts. Have you played Hellblade? Are you gonna play Hellblade? Are you waiting for God of War? Do you like Norse mythology? You know what I mean? Are you in fact Norse? Would you like to would you like to educate me further on uh, the public domain, royalty free topic of Norseness? The Norseman? The Northman? Norse gods? Odin and his boys. Uh, I am on Twitter at the franchise, Instagram find us on there, Facebook page I've got one of them, don't do Snapchat, terrified of it, terrifies the shite out of us, uh, thought it was all dick pics, so pff, don't, need, don't need that in my life avoiding avoiding that Snapchat if you've enjoyed what's happening today I'd very much appreciate if uh, tell your friends I mean not everybody's going to like it it's not, for, it's not for everyone It's half of the time it's not even for me but there you go If uh, if you've got a spare couple of minutes you could leave us a cheeky review on Apple Podcasts. 
Apple Podcast app or whatever they're calling it at the this current moment in time. Um, yeah, do get in touch. Have you played Hellblade? Did you like it? Did you not? Did you get the end cutscene? Because I fucking didn't. Somebody's going to need to explain that shit to me. If you can explain the end cutscene to me, I suspect. I mean, I've got a suspicion, but no spoilers. So let's let's talk about. It. Let's shoot the shoot the shit. So uh, this has been episode ten, boys and girls. We're going to call it a milestone, um, because it is. It's only took us how long? When was the first one? But we're here. We're at ten. Before you know it, we'll be at eleven. And eleven will probably be God of War, unless I buy Rick and Morty VR and do a one on that. Oh, that sounds that sounds appealing. But anyway, boys and girls, thank you for listening. Uh, I do tend to ramble. Thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, laters.